Fantasy managers, hello and welcome to the very first Game Week 3 team selection live stream and podcast with myself and the FPL guru, Matt Day. If you missed Wednesday's podcast with the rest of the panel, be sure to go back and check that. It was an absolute cracker. We had Ben Foster commenting, asking for advice live and we were joined by D10 or Daniel Capillaro, uh, who's a, a freestyler, futsal player. He was an absolute legend and it was an awesome awesome podcast but we won't keep you too long with that we'll get on to today because we know the deadline is fast approaching just a reminder if you are watching on youtube be sure to subscribe but we'll get right into it so we'll, we'll, we'll introduce you now matt day the fpl guru so how are you doing mate uh thanks elliot look i'm great i can't wait for another game week you know there's been some uh you know big moves happening in the uh, transfer market as well this week so um you know that's that's one to keep an eye out for fpl going forward but yeah, I'm doing really well. Just can't wait to to get cracking with the with the game week three and hopefully get some points on the board. Yeah, we will touch on a couple of the rumours later, but I just want to ask you about that Wednesday podcast. Ben Foster, it's not every day that you know he's commenting on your podcast, asking you for advice on his teams. Just just how surreal was that? Oh, it was just amazing. Um, you know, I know he's really big on the YouTube scene now with his cycling GK content, and you know, it was a really uh, nice of him to sort of support the pod. You know, give us up that boost and um, you know ask for our advice as well which I thought was good you know that he uh, yeah, wanted to take our advice so yeah really appreciate it and you know also uh, Daniel that come in uh, D10 you know unbelievable guest massive insight lots of knowledge and yeah he was really good as well so yeah what a pod yeah, it was absolutely awesome. But, you know, we'll get right into it today. We'll get our teeth right into uh, to your team selection for game week three. So I'll bring up on screen the share screen there. And this is your team going into to game week three. So you've gone with with Robert Sanchez in goal for you. You know, we've spoken a lot about him recently and how, you know, the first week they had their clean sheet ruled out quite quickly. Do you have a little bit of hope with him this week with Everton, do you think? You know what? I, I do. I think, um, you know, you can look at it two ways as home game. It does come down as a red on on the FDR, which I actually don't think it really should. I think it's more of a, you know, maybe a white um, sort of fixture. Um, but yeah, I've got some hope of a clean sheet, maybe some save points. Um, so yeah, good fixture, Brighton at home. It looks like we've had a comment from Daniel as well, just as uh, just as we're chatting here. Game week seven, Reese James Guru. <laughs> yeah, look, we'll. Um, I think we'll, we'll touch on that a bit of game week seven later on. But yeah, I think um, he's spot on there. Rhys James is obviously rise this week to 5.6 million. And I think game week seven onwards, Chelsea players are the, uh, are the ones to look, look for, aren't they, Elliot? So um, I'd, I'd probably definitely recommend in that one as well. It's a good shout. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's one thing that he took out from that podcast, I think it was Rhys James. Uh, get him in for game week seven when Chelsea have got a lot of green. As you were saying to him, we've got a comment from FPL underscore rubber ducky. Good morning. Uh, it's, it's the evening here in Melbourne, but I'm assuming you're, you're based in England or a European country. So uh, good morning. And I uh, hope you have a, a enjoy the podcast and we'll, we'll continue on with your team guru. So now onto your defence. You're starting a Marty this week. Obviously, a lot of FPL managers have got him in their team because, you know, he was really cheap and he was going to play couple of games at the start of the season for Leicester while they try and sort out, you know, Yannick Vestergaard and stuff. And the rumour is this week that you were telling me is that they're going to be playing with a back three as well. So do you think that, you know, against Norwich, you'd really like to hope that Leicester would be keeping a clean sheet? Yeah, look, I've, I've, I've had to start him. I've got a bit of a defensive crisis at the moment on my bench. I've got, um, you know, Ben White, who's obviously been hit down with an illness. Um, I've got Samikas, who might not play because of... Uh, Robertson, so I've got to throw a Marty in there. Uh, Vestergaard's got the injury. Um, you know, it's took a bit of a price rise, which is nice to 4.1. And 
Norwich is a green sort of fixture on there. So I'd expect him to slot in a, in that back three. Um, you know, the Leicester fans have, have been sort of saying on Fox's talk on their forum that, you know, they're expecting maybe a 3-5-2 and I'm expecting him to be in that that back line um, without Vestergaard. And I think this is probably the last week we're going to get out of him. Um, you know, so far he's got a zero and um, a seven-pointer in the first game, or, or sorry, a six-pointer against Wolves in the first game. So, yeah, I'd hope for him to sort of come out with a clean sheet from that one and Leicester to kind of, you know, get a better result than what they did against West Ham. So, yeah, he's in there for me this week. But again, purely just because of this, this injury crisis more than anything. And lucky, you know, Vestergaard is injured. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, you, you said that you think Robertson will be playing. Obviously, we don't have a crystal ball that's telling us who Jurgen Klopp is going to play against Chelsea. But do you think, you know, based on his, his form, do you think Simicast would probably be right to retain his position at left back? Obviously, Robertson um, injured for a couple of game weeks, just come out of the side. Would it make sense for Simicast to start this game, do you think? Yeah, I think it would. He's obviously come off the back of a really good uh, game week. He got the assist last week in the clean sheet, you know, the clean sheet in the first week. and. I think it would make sense to keep him. You know, Robertson might not be entirely up to speed, and you know, Chelsea are on fire. They're very strong, so it would make sense to sort of start him. And that's that's part of my reason as to why I've got him there as number one on the bench. Because if for whatever reason Amati doesn't get the uh, get the start in there, and, and Vestergaard you know does come back at late notice, then you know Samikas can hopefully come off and you know get me a couple of points. Um, you know, maybe even a clean sheet if if he starts and Liverpool keep a clean sheet because. You know, I'm kind of running a bit thin on defence with with White out. So, yeah, I um, still would like to see Simikas keep his place. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think, you know, a bit of advice, you know, surrounding Simikas for um, the managers watching along at home that they maybe have him and are thinking, you know, you could sell him on now for a, for a little bit of profit. Do you think that, you know, there's the potential that if he does start this game, you know, gets another clean sheet or an attacking return, he's got that, that opportunity to rise again to maybe 4.3. So do you think it's worth holding him now? And, you know, banking on that he's going to get a rise or do you reckon sell now and, you know, take the money and run? Yeah, look, I do think, um, you know, once Robertson does come back into the side, it'll probably be a, a while that, until we see Samikas back playing for Liverpool in the Premier League. So I'd say if you can, you know, if, if you do need to get a defender and you can afford to take him out, I'd probably do it now and bank the point one. Um, I've not done it myself. Uh, I'll talk about it a bit later why I, I couldn't, but... Um, I think if you can afford just to do that transfer and, and bank the point one, then um, yeah, now's probably the time to to get him out, or maybe just after this uh, this game week, after the Chelsea game, just going into the international break might not be a, a bad idea. So yeah, if you can bank that profit, then um, then get it because I think Robertson will be nailed back on in this team. Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've got a comment from Ollie, which has prompted uh, another man in your starting lineup. It's Livramento. So he's obviously in your in your back three that you've got there. And Ollie asks, um, you know, if you're confident that, you know, he's obviously going to be saying that he is going to be starting, but are you confident that he's going to be able to get you a clean sheet against the mighty Newcastle is what Ollie's obviously alluding to, I think, there. But, you know, are you confident that, you know, he can come away with some attacking returns and some clean sheet points whilst you've, you know, got him in your team? Yeah, look, I hope so. Obviously, I've got him in this week for, for this Newcastle game. And, you know, Elliot, you'd know being a Newcastle fan, you've not started the, the season too well. Um, you know, not picked a point up yet. So, um, you know, I'd hope for him to get someone out of this week. Um, you know, he's been flying up that right-hand side for Saints. Um, he's looked really, really good. Um, and I think he's nailed on in that team now. And he's now gone up to, if you see, he's gone up to 4.1, I believe, as well. Um so, yeah, I'm really uh, expecting him. There we go. Yeah, 4.1. I'm, I'm actually expecting him to get something this weekend. If it's not the clean sheet, I, 
sort of feeling maybe an assist uh, from him because he just gets so high up the pitch. Um, and he's, he's been quite unfortunate not to actually return yet. So, yeah, I've got a, um, I've got a lot of hope from him this weekend. Yeah, and I think a lot of managers have, uh, have sort of decided to go in with him. We've got a, another comment from FPL Rubber Ducky, and he says he's up to 3K and he's been playing conservatively, but there will come a time when he has to start taking a few risks. And we all know that the common phrase, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But he asks, when do you think it's the best time to take these educated risks? Do you think it's too soon right now, Guru? I think so. When, when you're 3K in the world, well done, Rubber Ducky. Like that's you know, a phenomenal start for you. Um, I'd probably say, yes, yeah, probably a bit too early. You don't really need to take those risks at 3K. You kind of want to just stay with the pack. Um, probably no need to kind of, you know, take these risks now and you know, potentially uh, jeopardise your chances in that sort of top 3, 5K that you're in at the moment. So, um, yeah, in terms of risks, yeah, not right now. I'd probably just see how you go over the next sort of few months and um, maybe sort of look more towards once you've used your wild card. Um, you don't really need to take the risks right now whilst you've uh, you've got a wild card to sort of freshen your team up. But you know, once you've used your wild card, you've burnt that. Um, your team might be in a maybe a bit of a goes on a little bit of a, a mess once the wild card effect finishes, and that's probably when you want to start taking risks. So you know maybe sort of that Christmas time when there's a lot of games, you start to get more injuries and things. But yeah, not not right now whilst you're sort of top three k. I'll just be sticking with a pack and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And then Luke Shaw rounds up your, your back three. So Wolves away from Man United. They, um, they, you know, Wolves, they don't always, uh, you know, sort of turn them over, but they did at the end of last season, played a couple of youngsters. So is this finally going to be the week where we get a return from Luke Shaw, do you think? I really hope so. Like I've invested, like like all of us, um, you know, he's got over 50% ownership there and put 5.5 million into him. And then you see someone like, you know, Reese James getting 18 points the other day. Um, you know, it's a bit um, disappointing to see him come out with just five points and two. But, you know, I'm pretty confident Wolves are quite a low scoring side. So I'm confident he might be able to come up with maybe a clean sheet this weekend or some sort of attack and return. You can see six out of 195 there for creativity. So, you know, he's definitely got a uh, an opportunity to do well. And then in terms of fixtures, other than Wolves this week, you get Newcastle home out of him next week. So, you know, you definitely want to keep him. I want to keep him um, for at least these sort of next two games. And, yeah, this week could be a uh, a big one for sure, I'm hoping. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a little bit of discussion in the live comments between uh, Ollie and Dan, and they're talking a little bit about Ronaldo. You've just got to hang tight, boys, and we will get on and talk about Cristiano Ronaldo and what his possible incoming will mean and what repercussions that will have for the rest of Fantasy uh, Premier League as well. So it's going to be an interesting one, but we will touch on that just a little bit later but if we move on to your midfield now Guru we'll start with Mohamed Salah he loves a goal Chelsea at home you know he really likes playing Chelsea his, his former club um, he's going to be one and one you know that you think is going to be firing this weekend you'd like to hope yeah look it's hard to you know it's easy to forget isn't it that you used to play for Chelsea um, you know it's a good point you bring up there but yeah I think he's a very under sort of look captain again this week Obviously, Chelsea got a strong defence and you don't really expect them to concede goals but you know, Anfield crowd. Um, he's a big game player. Um, so yeah, you know, sticking with Salah, not no chance will I be taking him out of my side anytime soon. So, you know, expecting, you know, something out of him this weekend if Liverpool do score. And then obviously these preceding weeks, Leeds, Crystal Palace, Brentford, uh, open games and, and good fixtures. So yeah, Salah's a good one for this weekend with a with a home game. 
Yeah, absolutely. And hello, Pizza Boy. We can see you in the comments. Uh, you're already up nice and early. Probably delighted with the uh, the news of the, the Esports Live Fantasy Champions League, which we will be launching. We'll, we'll get a bit more to you on that in you know in due course. But um, if we move on to your, your other midfielders now, Jack Grealish, you know, it was a perfect transfer from you last week. He scored a goal. doesn't matter what type of goal it was. It was a goal at the end of the day. So you'll be happy with that. Do you think he can repeat that this week against Arsenal? I really hope so. Um, you know, I bring him in a little bit of a differential for me. Um, I'd say like he's got 22% ownership. Um, you know, it's pretty low for, you know, a hundred million pound footballer. So, um, you know, he's got an expected points of five this weekend. I'm hoping he can get a bit more than that. He's got me uh, eight points last week. So I think a uh, home game against Arsenal, I can see that being quite an open match. Um, and I'm expecting a return, whether it's an assist with a clean sheet point or, you know, even better, a goal and a clean sheet. I think he's definitely got a big score up his sleeve uh, at some stage with Man City. Like he, you know, like he used to get at Villa, he'd get those games where he'd you know, come out with a goal or two and you know, he'd get 16, 17 point scores. And I think there's one of those in, in the bag soon for City and I'm hoping it's this weekend. Yeah, you can keep your fingers crossed for that. If there's going to be any player that's going to do it for you, you'd like to hope Jack Grealish would be among one of them that would be able to do that. But you've got humans on there and I'm just waiting there tentatively to ask you about the, the armband that's sat on him as well, the captain's armband. You know, he's been brilliant so far for Spurs, you know, without Harry Kane. Just the, the opportunity for him to play with Harry Kane this weekend. You know, obviously you've had the armband on him before the game this morning, but you think Son's going to explode this weekend? I hope so again. Um I think I think he's going to score. Um, he's got a very good record against Watford. Um, you know, it's a green fixture on the FDR as well. Captain's armbands on him at the moment. It's probably going to be between him and Antonio for me. It's something I'm probably going to think about overnight before deadline. But um, you know, at the moment, it's on him. I've got a lot of uh, faith in him, and with Kane coming back into the side, um, you know, Son's good with him without Kane. But you know, Kane's going to be able to sort of feed the ball now through to him a lot more assist potential for Kane and, and Son's going to be getting on the end of, of balls and getting shots off and stuff. So, yeah, pretty uh, pretty confident he's going to return for us this weekend against Watford. Yeah, and Ollie's just got one thing to say about that that Jack Grealish shout. He says you shouldn't be back in the early kickoff in FPL. You know, we backed it last week with Mohamed Salah. So, uh, you, you know, you've got to just fingers crossed that that doesn't happen with two weeks in a row with you. But you're not going to captain Jack Grealish this week. You know, you sound pretty hell-bent on Son. And fair enough, you know, you spoke about his record everything like that so I think it's a really really nice shout and then Bruno Fernandes rounds off a fairly premium midfield if I do say so myself Salah Grealish Son Bruno is uh is absolutely brilliant do you think Bruno's gonna explode against you know his national team this weekend against Wolves yeah, yeah look um see Wolves uh against Spurs last week they gave the penalty away um you know and if the same happens this weekend you'd, you'd get a Fernandes goal then because he does love a uh, a penalty or two um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, he's always a threat. He's got an expected points there of 11 points this week. Um, you know, Man United score, he's usually involved. So yeah, I think that's a, a pretty decent fixture for Bruno as well. So pretty happy with that mid midfield, really. Salah, Grealish, Son, Fernandez, all big players, you know, premium players for their side. So, you know, I've got a lot of uh, expectation this week. Yeah, and we've got a question from one of our own, Jack Gillibrand. Uh, so we'll just touch on Danny Ings for you now because he's asked for you know a comparison between Son and Ings this week with captain. So do you think Ings is a, a fair shout this week for a captain? Oh, yeah. Ings is still a great shout. Um, you know, two goals uh, so far this season. He scored in both games. You know, he was close to getting a double last week because he didn't get to take the penalty, did he, against Newcastle? Um, so, you know, he was close to a double there because um, he was on pens the week before. So, um, 
yeah, Ings is another good shout. I think if you don't own Son, um, you know, and you've got Ings, and um, yeah, why not? Home game against Brentford. It's a green fixture as well. So, you know, this is the week for for different captains um, other than your Bruno and Salah. And yeah, Ings is a great shout. So from sort of comparing the two, if you've got Son um, and Ings, I'd probably say um, pick Son. But if you don't obviously have Son and you've got Ings against the a Salah or a Bruno, I'd, I'd probably go uh, go Ings that way. Yeah, and we'll just um, ask you quickly. Um, you know, Daniel's just commented. He said he's going with Vardy against Norwich. I know you've had your little say about that on, on both your Twitter pages. You really like the, the Vardy shout this weekend? That's another one that looks good this weekend. You know, I think um, me and Daniel were saying on Twitter, um, you know, he's been consistent for years, Vardy, and he's really gone under the radar. I think with all the Salah and the Bruno hype early doors, everyone's kind of forgot about Vardy. Um, you know, and he could be a good one on sort of the breakaway against Norwich. Um, again, he's on penalties and, um, you know, he's always going to get points when he when he takes pens for Leicester. So, yeah, Vardy's a really, really sort of under the radar one. I don't think too many people in our, um, you know, our paid mini league or, you know, even our free one actually own him. So if you do own Vardy and, and you just want to go someone different, you captain him and he does well, you're probably going to move quite high up our league. So, um, yeah, again, he's, he's another good shout. There's just so many good options this week. Yeah, there really, really is. And uh, he's asked another question and he asked about your thoughts on, you know, wildcarding um, after or during this international break. And, you know, it's only three game weeks in. Ollie's obviously had his say. Um, it can be quite typical, Daniel, I'll just say quickly for FPL managers to use their wildcard during the first international break. It's definitely not out of the uh, out of the ordinary or out of the blue. But Guru, what's your sort of thoughts on this? Yeah, look, personally, I still think it's too early because... So you're three game weeks into the season um, and you don't actually get a second wild card till around game week 19, 20. So, you know, you're looking at January and you've got to think there's so much can kind of happen in that time. So, um, you know, I think hold it a little bit longer whilst you can. And another thing you've got to look out for at the moment with an international break as well is injuries over international break and COVID as well. So um, I'd probably kind of hold off, um, you know, unless, uh, you know, your team just a complete mess and you're sort of near the bottom, you know, of the rankings, you just need a complete overhaul. But if you're sort of steady and you still got, you know, your Brunos and Salas in there, you don't need too much overhaul. Then um, I'd probably hold off and wait till after that international break. Yeah. And then the, the two men that you've got left in your team, Mikel Antonio and Ivan Tony, two fairly different players this season, one on absolute fire. We'll start with Mikel Antonio. He's another obvious captain shout for this weekend, but are you expecting more of the same from him? I'd say so. You know, Palace at home, they've not looked too great in their first two games. Um, you know, West Ham have looked very good. They got four goals at home against Leicester. Um, I know it was against 10 men, but, you know, they were dangerous throughout the game. They got four goals against your boys, Newcastle as well. So, um, yeah, you'd probably expect Antonio to, to come away with a goal and some bonus in that one as well. Yeah, we've just got a quick comment from Cookdog Brawls. He says, hi, it's his first time to the stream. He showed up on Twitch a few weeks ago, but it's his first time watching on YouTube. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here, mate. Make sure you subscribe and drop us a like as well so you, uh, you never miss our podcast. And we uh, we hope that you're enjoying any and all questions that you've got. Just drop them in the comments and we'll do our best to get to them, mate. But it's really, really nice to, uh, to have you here. And then to round off your team guru, Ivan Tony, is this the week for him, do you think? I'm really not sure. Um, those first two games, obviously Brentford have only, they've come out with two goals and he's not actually been involved, wasn't involved in either goal against Arsenal and, you know, against Palace, he was quite quiet. He had one header towards the end. Um, you know, I've kind of just kept him more so in the hope of, you know, I kind of couldn't really get rid of him. There was not sort of any 
sort of space for any other transfers and I wasn't sort of keen on taking any hits. So um, look, if it's not this weekend, then um, surely the week after at home to Bright- uh, Brighton with the home crowd behind him, you know, is when we're going to get his goal. So yeah, look, kind of on the fence this weekend, but you know, hopefully he does bag. Yeah, we've just got a question from Matt Gazden as well, obviously, in our draft league. And, you know, you can give me Lukaku whenever you want, Matt. I'm still waiting for the, uh, the Lukaku trade. So uh, just whenever you're ready, mate. But he says, is it time to give up on Tony or should we hold him for just that little bit longer? So what's your thoughts on that one, Guru? Yeah, look, I'd probably say you don't really need to get rid of him right now. Um, just hold, give him the Brighton game, give him the, uh, give him the Wolves game. Um, because, you know, we didn't, um, get him in just for sort of the first two games. You've, you've probably sort of got him in your teams for those first five games. So, you know, give him these next few fixtures and see how he goes. And then if he does, you know, blank in the next two or three, then yeah, it's probably time to sell. But uh, I'd probably give him that little bit more time. Yes. Yeah, so, so that is your team for this week, Guru. It's probably not going to be subject to uh, to any changes at this point. So are you happy, you know, going in with this team? Is there any areas of concern that you think, you know, he could let me down or, or he's not going to perform as well as I'd like him to? But, you know, are you feeling strong going into this week? Yeah, look, I'm actually feeling quite uh, happy on my side this weekend. I've got not got too many players kind of just from one team that I'm counting on. It's kind of spread quite well. Um, you know, the midfield looks really strong with Son, Salah, Grealish, Fernandez, um, Antonio Wings have been on fire. Tony's, uh, you know, not scored yet, but again, like we're waiting for his goal. So pretty happy from an attacking perspective. Uh, Defence, probably a little bit of a worry, like a Marty, you know, will Leicester throw him in after, you know, conceding four goals at West Ham. But, you know, a bit unsure on that. And I've not really got anyone on the bench to come in there with Ben White. Um, and then Samikas might lose his place. Um, and obviously Shaw's not had the best start. Um, and then Liveramento, who was my transfer. So I took Veltman out. Uh, he was 4.5 and I did it just before he dropped to 4.4. So um, I managed to get Veltman out, uh, Liveramento in, and I've managed to bank the 0.5, um, which is nice, which was sort of the, the reason I did that transfer. And yeah, with that Newcastle game, probably got a bit of hope that he might be able to get that assist, like I mentioned earlier, and, and maybe a clean sheet. Um, so I'd probably say, yeah, the, my, my sort of concerns is more so the defensive side. Um, but I'm pretty confident with my uh, with my midfield and attack, um, you know, that I'm going to see some scores from them. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to ask you, while, while I've got your time, you know, everyone else is asking their questions. I've actually got a question for you myself, and it's regarding my transfers this week. Um, there's been a lot of talk about side Ben Rama and Mikel Antonio early on in the season. I was a, an FPL manager that didn't happen to have either of them. So uh, my transfers for this week, I've actually gone with Kai Havertz out and I've gone with side Ben Rama. At last, I was a little bit stubborn with him after that first game week. Wasn't too happy about him turning over my team Newcastle, but side Ben Rama in. And then Kai Havertz out, and then it's Kalechi Iheanacho also out, and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin in. So, you know, it, we've obviously spoken about Iheanacho off-air, and apparently he's due to start against Norwich. So it's a little bit disappointing, but I did manage to avoid another price drop on both of them as well. So do you think maybe it was the right time for me to make that Ben Rama transfer? Oh, yeah, I think definitely with Ben Rama. Um, you know, Havertz, probably again, like with Chelsea, he's looking good from game week seven onwards, but... They've got so much choice in that squad. You know, Tuchel likes to uh, Tuchel likes to sort of rotate his team too. Um, you know, Ben Rama's looking pretty nailed right now. Um, so I think that's a good transfer. You've got it just before the price rises. Um, so yeah, good move. Good few couple of fixtures coming up. Good fixture this weekend for West Ham. So you know, that's a good one. Um, and then uh, Calvert Lewin again, he's got great fixtures coming up. So 
I think that's a good move for sort of the next four or five game weeks, more longer term. But yeah, Ihi and Nacho might start this weekend is what I'm hearing on sort of the Foxes talk forum. So um, yeah, for this game week, I'm not sure if that's the best move. But again, you know, if Calvert-Lewin scores, Ihi and Nacho scores, you know, with bonus, you're not really going to miss out anyway. So yeah, I think your transfers are pretty good, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you very much. That gives me a little bit of, uh, of confidence in my transfers. But we do have another comment from uh, Bradley, who I think was the, the manager of the week this week in our paid league. And he, he suggests to you maybe go from Ivan Tony to Adam Armstrong. So what do you sort of think about that? I do like Armstrong's fixture this weekend. I think it's it's good, obviously. We've mentioned it many a time. Sorry, Elliot. Newcastle is <laughs> a good fixture for him. But to be honest, I think it's quite like for like. Like they've both come from the championship. Um you know, both have big goal records in the championship. I know Armstrong's got the one goal so far, but I probably wouldn't do it right now. Um, I'd probably sort of stick with Tony for these next couple. Um, I don't think it's sort of much of an improvement. I think probably better off downgrading Tony to, you know, a 4.5 million striker, banking the money and, um, you know, getting a better fifth midfielder um, or upgrading maybe, you know, Ings um, if you can for, you know, Harry Kane, if um, if it gives you enough money. Um you know, and using sort of two transfers so you can reduce Tony, put a 4.5 in, bank two and a half, um, you know, sell maybe a uh, midfielder, bank a bit more money, and then you can sort of swap Ings out for like a Lukaku or Kane um, or, and do that that method as opposed to, um, you know, just getting rid of Tony for Armstrong right now. I, I don't think it's um, it's kind of worth it. Yeah, and just, just to wrap up your team, just quickly, we've got a comment from Rory, who's uh, pretty well known in our community, and he asks me if having no Ben Rama and Antonio is a bigger L than Newcastle this year. And to answer <laughs> your question, mate, I would probably say so, but they're, they're definitely competing against each other at the minute. Both aren't doing too well. But um, yeah, thank you a lot for your, taking us through your team, Guru, and uh, that wraps up your team selection. So if we move on now to a bit more general discussion, we've got a couple of questions uh, from our FPL Discord. If you want the link to that, it's on the eSports Live uh, website. So we'll start with one. I'm not quite sure who asked this question, but um, I know a lot of people have been asking about international duty. And uh, someone has asked, which players would you char target during international duty now that the Brazilian participant are official? Uh, how many hits would you take or would you wildcard? And wildcard has been a discussion point so far just on this live stream. So how do you think we should handle, um, you know, the, the COVID impacts and stuff like that with international breaks, Guru? I think this one was Pizza Boy, actually. I think Pizza Boy from our Discord, Ali, um, has asked this one. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, I still think there's um, it's a bit up in the air at the moment as to who is going to travel and who isn't. I know there's a, a, a list kind of doing the rounds online and, in our discord but I'd, I'd sort of probably wait um on that one but yeah i wouldn't wildcard over um you know over international breaks and you know players missing i'd probably try and just utilize who you can on your bench try and you you know maybe roll the transfer over um all that type of thing I, I probably wouldn't be wildcard and if you've got maybe two players that are going off to play for brazil and they're going to miss you know two game weeks but you know it's um say richarlison rafinha who you know have got good fixtures coming up um, then I probably wouldn't sort of wildcard them out. I'd still keep them and try and use who you've got on your bench. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't read too much into it right now um, because at the end of the day, they're going to be coming back, you know, at some point. Um, and those Brazilian players, Rafinha, Richardson, they got great fixtures um, after game week four and five. So, um, yeah, I'd probably hold off for now and I wouldn't sort of 
panic too much and try and you know get by with transfers and, and using your bench where you can yeah, I've got to say, I agree with what you've said about the players going out. But in terms of, you know, wildcarding over the international break, I know you're quite hesitant to uh, to doing that. I probably disagree with you a little bit. Um, I sort of take Ollie's side just that little bit more with that. I think, you know, it can be beneficial with the likes of Kane and, you know, the Lukaku's, all these premium assets that we didn't have the luxury of, you know, wanting in our teams at the start of the season. Do you think that maybe plays into, you know, the minds of people wanting to play their wild cards as, you know, Kane scoring twice this morning, Lukaku, you know, the possible incoming of Ronaldo, you know, that will probably we'll get news on that throughout the week but you know if those three we didn't really have the luxury of picking them at the start of the season so do you think that's going to weigh into people yeah look i think it will but it just really depends on how your team's sitting right like you know if you're in the top sort of 5k top 50k um you know you're sitting pretty well you've got a lot of points then i don't think you really need to rip up the template or rip up your team right now um you know you can bring those players in as their fixtures get better um you know, like we've mentioned many a time, that sort of game week seven onwards is where Lukaku, Kane um, will get sort of the, the stronger fixtures. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I just think I just think game week three is just too early for a wild card, regardless of the, you know, the players that you can bring in. You could you could save two transfers and bring one of them in um, as opposed to kind of burning that wild card early. Um, you know, we've seen it many times down the years. People use our wild card after game week three and then the fixtures take a swing in game week 10, game week 11, and, you know, what you're going to do, you start taking hits and you kind of spiral down the league. So, yeah, patience is the key. It's, it's you know, it's 38-game week season. Um, and I wouldn't panic. I'd, I'd definitely have plans, though, like transfer plans to get in a Kane or get in a Lukaku. Um, but I wouldn't be, um, yeah, if, especially if you've got a well-performing team, you don't want to break up a, a decent template and a decent team just for the sake of, you know, one or two players. I think um, one of our members in Discord, um, Got Matt Cowling on Discord made a good point the other day, and he said, you know, um, you could bring in Lukaku um, and kind of rip up your front three, but you know, I think he's got DCL, um, Antonio, um, as one other in his side at Inks, you know, and they've all though them three scoring goals probably just covers um, Lukaku's sort of goals alone anyway. So again, yeah, I wouldn't be ripping up your team this early unless you're you know, right at the bottom of the league. Then yeah, that's probably different. But if you're sitting pretty. Don't don't rip up your team. Yeah, maybe that's why Oli wants to play his wild card then, because he's not, you know, he's obviously doing better than me, but it's not an FPL podcast if I'm not getting a little jab at him in there. But um, yeah, it's a very good point from the guru there. You know, if it ain't broke, you don't really need to fix it at this point early in the season. So I definitely agree with you there. But let us know in the live comments if you you are contemplating playing your wild card with all these big transfer rumours and, you know, all these premium assets. But um, yeah, just, just let us know what you, the general sort of consensus is with the, the wild card over the international break. But we'll move on to the, the second question. And it's another one about Ben Rama and Antonio. I think it's Seb, who we are, the, the Dutch man that we had on our, Euro, our Euros podcast a while ago. He's an absolute legend in our Discord. He asks, um, for those who have missed out on Ben Rama and Antonio, such as myself, um, do you think we should jump on the bandwagon now or leave it, especially with Europa League coming up? And I think that Europa League is, is absolutely vital um, for those West Ham assets. So I'll, I'll just let you sort of go into a little bit more detail about the, the West Ham assets and Europa League. But what do you sort of make of it, Guru? You definitely need one of them um, right now. So you definitely need either one of Ben Rama or Antonio. Like I've got Antonio. Um, but yeah, both. Um, if you can fit him in, like say for my side, I can't fit Ben Rama in over Fernandez, Son, Grealish, Salah. But, you know, if you've got a spare space there um, and you can kind of play a 3-5-2, 
um, you can fit Ben Rama in that five-man midfield with Antonio, then yeah, now's the time to do it because you know they got Palace at home um, and then Southampton in the next game. So two green fixtures, which is pretty good. And then, you know, when the Europa League comes around, you can probably assess it then, take one of them out. You know, there's someone like uh, Odegaard from Arsenal. Uh, he's 5.5. So you could take Ben Rama out for him when Arsenal's fixtures kind of swing and West Ham, you know, get the Europa League. And then Antonio, you know, he's a good price. You can switch him out for many strikers right now too. So, um, yeah, I think wait to the Europa League to sort of think about taking them out. But, yeah, right now you definitely need one. Um, and, yeah, jump on that bandwagon if you can with Ben Rama and sort of fit him into, you know, potentially a sort of three-five-two formation. Yeah, if, if you can, then, yeah, I'd probably say do it right now. Yeah, I think it's a very good point that you make. Obviously, both of them are rapidly rising in their price. And there's, you know, there's a lot of good assets that, you know, if they do start to struggle during their Europa League campaign and, you know, that has repercussions on their their Premier League one that, you know, Antonio, he's, he's rising from 7.5 at the minute. You know, he started as 7.5. So even if even if he stayed at that price, there's a lot of good assets that, um, that you can get in. You know, you've got the likes of Callum Wilson. Uh, Raul Jimenez, you know, even Ivan Antonio, who's cheaper, Adam Armstrong, you know, Richarlison, all the all these players that can be a replacement. And then in the midfield for Ben Rama, you know, you've got your Rafinhas and all those sorts of, you know, those mid-tier players. And Odegaard, as you said, if he starts firing for Arsenal, he's going to be absolutely brilliant and he'll just, he'll continue to rise as well. So I think it's a, it's a very fair point that you make. But um, we've got another question from Daniel in the in the live comments and he asks you how do you measure a good week if you keep the score above the average points or is there a benchmark of points yeah, you definitely want to try and be hitting the average and above every week um you know if you're hitting above the average you're sitting pretty good but i think um they do say it's that sort of 60 to 65 point mark um i do i think they say if you sort of hit that 65 points a week um 60 65 points per week you'd normally win fpl is what they say so yeah, you want to be beating the average and, you know, maintaining that sort of 60-point mark, I'd say. Yeah, and then the, the last question that we've got from the uh, the Discord questions in the, the podcast discussion section. So don't forget, you know, that the podcast on Wednesday and, and Fridays, we'll get around to answering as many of those as we can. So if you are in the Discord, uh, get asking those questions and we will eventually get around to them. And it's Seb again, and he asks you, between Vardy and Bruno Fernandes, who is the better captain choice? That's a tough one. Um, yeah, Bruno is probably the safe safety bet because you know it's Bruno, it's Man United. Um, but look, I'm going to stick with the the conversation me and me and uh, Daniel had on Twitter, um, and I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Vardy this week away at Norwich. I think um, he's the better uh, option for this game week. I'd say I'm going to I'm going to back Vardy. Yeah, we've got a lot of questions coming in about captains. We've got one from Josh here, and he says that he's thinking of going with a pure Kerbal captain this week in Regulon. Uh, he's hoping to get a clean sheet and either get an assist or a goal. Is it a risk he should be taking, or should he be going for the usual, such as Bruno? I think, you know, just quickly, I think it's quite ballsy from you to do that. You know, obviously, a defender like Regulon, um, you know, he's not exactly your Trent Alexander-Arnold or your Robertson who you're banking on, but, you know, what do you sort of make of it, Guru? Yeah, obviously, I'm a Spurs fan, so I've seen Regulon's last couple of games and he's been very good in both, very attacking. Um, and he's the sort of defender that's actually due, again, you know, a really big score soon. Um, but again, I always say go your gut. And I think we had a bit of an exchange on uh, on Twitter, Josh. And um, you know, if that's what your gut's telling you, then um, this is the week to, to do someone other than Bruno and um, and other than Salah. So, um, yeah, why not? It's... Um, 
I'd expect uh, Watford are quite a low-scoring side traditionally. So, um, you know, I'm expecting Spurs to keep a clean sheet. Romero might be in there. Um, we've kept two clean sheets so far. Um, you know, Regulon's are, you know, firing up that left-hand side. So, yeah, it could be uh, as a curveball. I think that's a great shout, Josh. So, yeah, I, I like that one. Yeah, and just if you are listening, Ben Foster, if you are listening again, it's nothing personal against Watford. We just think Son is going to do an absolute madness and put six past you this weekend. I think a lot of people are hoping for that as well. But as long as you're not in goal, it is all good. Um, but we'll move on to another question from from our, our UK correspondent, Chris Reed, And he says, hot take, Salah out and Son in for this game week. And I just you know, want to ask you what you think of that, Guru. I know you're not a massive fan of you know, take, getting a player in just for one game week. You like to plan ahead, but is it a risk that people should be taking? I'd only do it if you're going to captain Son. So I don't mind the odd time. Um, I think we had it last season where I would, you know, I was talking about getting Bale in and getting him in and he got that hat-trick against Sheffield United. And I said, if you get him in, you've got to captain him. So I think if you're going to make that move, only to captain Son. Uh, if you're just going to get him in just as you know, non-captain, um, it's not worth it. At the end of the day, Salah could still score against Chelsea. Plus, he's prize-prized and um, he's got good fixtures after. So if you're planning to captain Son, you could do it. But um, again... Gonna have to bring you're gonna have to bring Salah back in for uh, this next three fixtures in my eyes anyway. So I'd probably say it's only worth doing if you're gonna back Son, captain him, roll over a transfer in the next game week, and then bring Salah back for the uh, for the Brentford uh, sorry the Crystal Palace game in uh, in a few game weeks time. Yeah, and Reedy, you are start. You've started this season really, really well. So if you do want to end up doing that, and it does happen to drop you a couple of points, I absolutely really wouldn't mind that myself. But um, as you've listened to what the guru said there, it's never really too wise to, you know, take players out when they've got you know a nice abundance of green coming up for their transfers. But um, as we as we go back to the live comments again. Uh, Coop Dog Brawls, who was who was on before, I think he left to have his breakfast. He was saying, he said, I've got really cheap forwards. And, you know, that's not an issue if you've got really cheap forwards. As long as you've got a, a really competent midfield and a really competent defence, you know, a lot of the time people will just prioritise their midfield, won't they, Guru? And, you know, have like your, your like Tony's cheap, isn't he? And he's probably going to end up scoring a couple this season. You know, the Guru's sticking faith with him. So I think players like Armstrong and Tony are, are viable options this season, Guru, up top. As long as you've got, um, you know, your premium assets in your midfield, do you sort of agree with that? I think it's the current template, to be honest. Like, you've got those 7.5 uh, strikers right now. That's obviously going to change with Lukaku, Kane and potentially uh, Ronaldo coming back into the Premier League. But, you know, right now having cheap forwards is, is pretty normal. So, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much, Coop Dog. Yeah, just just stick with what you're doing. I'm sure you've had a good start to your season and, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, even all round. You can definitely prioritise. A lot of people choose to prioritise their midfield. So, uh, you know, definitely good on you uh, if you are doing that. And I'm sure it's working out just fine for you so far. But we'll move on to the, the hot topic section. And we know a lot of people have been waiting for the Ronaldo one. We've had it down to talk about last, but a lot of people are talking about Cristiano Ronaldo. So we might have to go through that one first. Just what is that going to mean for FPL Guru? We've talked a lot about it off air. Are you excited for it? Are you not excited for it? What's what's the deal? I want to be excited, but you know, I'm not because I've been around in the uh, you know the Ronaldo days when he was in the Premier League and he was just obviously phenomenal. And the reason I'm not excited because it's just another FPL headache we don't need. You know, we've got the Lukaku headache, we've got the Kane headache, we've got the Bruno headache, we've got the Salah headache. He's just going to bring another FPL headache from a from a football point of view. It's going to be great to see him back in the Premier League, of course. But FPL point of view, it's just another headache. But 
yeah, if he comes back, it's going to be hard to say no because can you imagine, you know, Ronaldo against, uh, you know, Nor- and obviously they've played Norwich already, but, you know, he just loves to score. He's going to demand to play every minute. I know it's pet roulette, but, you know, there's some teams that you can just imagine him coming back into and he's going to get hat-tricks. He's going to get doubles. He's, he's going to get goals. So, um, yeah, look, it's going to be... Uh, you know, huge in terms of, you know, you've got another really good captain choice, a fixture-proof captain choice. You can kind of captain him against anyone. And, you know, it's exciting from the fact that, yeah, you probably got a guaranteed goal scorer there. But, yeah, I'm just it's just another FPL headache that we don't need amongst all the others. So it's kind of, yeah, from a football point of view, I'm, I'm really excited from it. From an FPL point of view, I'm just, it's just another headache it's, it's, that's going to bring and, and whatnot. But it'll be, it's, it's interesting anyway, and that's obviously why we, uh, why we love this game. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's just too many premium assets this season that are priced so highly and just not enough money to get them all in your team. Last season, we were a little bit more lucky, weren't we, Guru? You know, there was a lot of hidden oh. gems, but we this season, not as many. We've not even mentioned De Bruyne as well. Look, like, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about all these premiums. Ronaldo comes in and then you've even got the, the headache of, you know, you've got Bruno, Salah, De Bruyne, Son. Um, but De Bruyne is one that we've not even spoke about. And if Ronaldo comes in when De Bruyne is fit, he might become another one that you need. So you're really going to have to sort of pick and choose, you know, the players that you really think you're going to need. So, um, yeah, it's just going to create another another headache. But, yeah, I'm excited. If he does come, I'm excited, obviously, to see him play um, and, and see how he does again. Yeah, we know that the Red Man United fan on the panel, Jack Gillibrand, was absolutely buzzing with the transfer as well. Obviously, he's a, a huge Man United fan. He's absolutely delighted with the uh, the rumour that Ronaldo is going to be off to City, just as many Man United fans are. as They're now proclaiming that you know Lionel Messi is now the greatest player of all time if he does end up making that transfer. But we might be blessed enough to see Cristiano Ronaldo play in the Premier League again. But for FPL, I've got to agree with Matt. I think it would just be too much. You know, he's going to be priced fairly highly. You know, it'd be similar to Kane and stuff like that. And I just don't think it's another player that we really need in FPL. It's another headache because he's described it a lot. And as Ali's just said in the comments, Pep Roulette, that's the answer to it. <laughs> if he was if he was going to Man United again, Guru was saying before, he'd be all right with it. But because it's Man City and, you know, just that rotation risk for how expensive he would be, it probably just wouldn't end up being worth it. But um yeah, Ronaldo is definitely an interesting one. Let us know what you are thinking about Ronaldo in the live comments. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement and uh, apprehension just waiting around it. He's said that he wants to leave Juventus. So Man City are emerging as probably the top candidates at the minute. We know they've got the money to do so. So just let us know what you're thinking about that because we've seen a lot of comments about Ronaldo today. But we want to talk about another striker who um, has joined the league this season and is quite expensive. And a lot of FPL managers have already gone with him, transferring him in this week or the week before. And it's Romelu Lukaku, Matt. When do you think is the right time to, to go with Lukaku? I'm going to say game week seven. Like, you know, we've, we've mentioned this in the previous pod, um, you know, and I think game week seven is probably the... Uh, the one, you know, Chelsea have that fixture where it's just flooded with green. I think Saints at home is game week seven. And then, you know, from there, he's playing Newcastle. He's playing, Saint, uh, sorry, he's playing, you know, the likes of Palace, the Norwiches of this world, I believe, in that run, Burnley's and stuff. I think you know, game week seven, he's going to you know, have to come in. I think before then, probably cover yourself with Dominic Covert, Lewin, Bamford, um, Antonio, because he's on absolute fire. So um, I think you can cover yourself in the meantime. But yeah, game week seven onwards, Lukaku. Uh, Lukaku is going to be, you know, a big captain, um, big captain shout. And I think that's probably when you're going to have to start making your moves to put him in. So if you get him in early now, I still think he's going to um, 
find ways to score goals. But um, yeah, I'd probably say game week seven is the best. I uh, wish you could bring up comments from, from the private chat, but we'll just we'll ignore <laughs> that just quickly and we'll move on to the, the third and final hot topic that we will discuss. If you've got any burning questions before we do uh, end the stream at some point, let us know and we will get around to as many of them as we possibly can. And we've just got another addition to the Lukaku debate. This is the best combination to have is Lukaku, Ronaldo, Salah, Trent and Son just fill in the rest. Um, you know, there's a lot of big assets, big names still left out in there, but there's a lot of big names that are also included. One of them that isn't there is your man, Harry Kane, guru. Good to see him back scoring goals. He's committed to Spurs for this season. Um, you know, with his Instagram post the other day, you'd be absolutely delighted with that. But, you know, is, is that the, the FPL headache that, you know, a lot of people didn't want to have so early this season again? Or do you think, you know, it's going to be good and he's going to be one of the nailed on forwards that you've really got to have in your team? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I think this weekend he is really big curveball captain because you know he's not really owned by too many people right now um and you know it's just goals galore that man um he's got full crowd in front of him on, on uh, sunday against watford and i think if you can uh, afford to get him in right now um you know as rory's just said in the uh, in the comments you know kane's got better fixtures over the next couple of games you know watford and palace notorious to he scores against those teams all the time so I think right now, if you can actually afford Kane, um, or you can get him in, you know, without taking hits and stuff, then yeah, he's a he's a great captain chat over the next two weeks. I'd I'd try and get him in, but um, you know, if you don't have the money, um, and you're covered up front with, you know, Calvert Lewin, Ings, and Antonio for this week, you'll probably be fine. And then again, Kane's someone that you can probably look at from that game week seven onwards, where um, Spurs have a couple of nice fixtures. So um, yeah, I'd probably be looking this game week and game week four if you can get him in um and then otherwise yeah game week seven onwards for Kane but yeah I'm, I'm excited that he's staying I'm excited that he's back uh you know he's gonna be back in FPL this season and he'll, he'll definitely be in my team at some point that's for sure yeah, we need we need to see the uh, the relationship of, of Matt Day and Harry Kane and Matt Day and Gundogan reunite at some point in this season. So uh, we'll be halfway there with this Harry Kane, you know, him starting to perform um, again. So you know, I was always messaging you this morning already. You know, well, Kane's back. You know, you gotta you gotta get him in your team at some point. I think he's just so essential. What he did last season for Spurs, um, he was in most people's teams for thirty eight game weeks last season. I don't think many people really you know had the guts and the guile to take him out of their team because he was just doing it every single week wasn't he it was goals it was assists you know it was like a Harry Kane that we hadn't necessarily seen before he just seemed to explode last season um him and Son just prolific together so you know if we can see the same of that guru do you think he's more valuable if he can perform like that again over a Bruno Fernandez or a Mohamed Salah yeah look I'm not gonna say it Salah is obviously FPL royalty as well. Like he's just been phenomenal, consistently phenomenal for years now. So I'd probably say you know, and probably not so much more valuable than Salah. Um, I know Bruno was sort of the top dog last season uh, for United and stuff, but you know we've seen him have weeks where he does blank. Um, you know that sort of last two or three months of last season. Um, I'd probably say that he's more valuable than than Fernandez for FPL. Um, but Salah. Yeah, pretty on par. Salah is, um, you know, he's had the highest points got, uh, scoring FPL season in history before. So it's hard to sort of, um, you know, put put Kane above him. Um, but yeah, Bruno, I'd, I'd probably back uh, Kane could be potentially more important at times than Bruno. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to ask you now again, you know, we obviously saw that Dele Alli did take that penalty last week uh, for Spurs. Do you think that, you know, Kane coming back sort of depreciates Son just a little bit because you know that he's not going to be on transfers? Or do you think Son in his in his rightfulness is still going to be, you know, the man and a good asset to have despite him not being on penalties? I still think Son's going to be good. Um, you know, fixture-proof player. We saw how well he did last season. Um, I think he was up in the top couple of positions for midfielders. Um, him and Kane just played so well together. So, yeah, Son's going to be another one. Um, but again, I don't think he's going to be um, any worse now Kane's back. If anything, you know, he's probably going to be, might even be even better this season. He signed the contract with Spurs. Um, you know, he's probably buzzing that he's got his, his power back uh, signed for the season, Kane. So, um, yeah, again, I think Son's going to have another great season. Yeah, and we did just speak about, you know, Kane and if he's more valuable than Bruno or Salah. Rory's just asked, if you did bring in Kane, would you take Salah or Bruno out? And that is the million-dollar question on a lot of people's minds at the moment. So what's your sort of weigh-in on this debate, Guru? It's tough. My own personal team, if I had the two transfers, I could take up, say, a Gru- I could probably do a Grealish um, and upgrade Ings to Kane and kind of do it that way. But say I didn't have that luxury and I had to pick, it's just so tough because Fernandez has got Newcastle at home next week. Um, and I'm sure he's going to be very highly, highly owned. Um, oh, I'm going to have to pick between the two. I would probably say Bruno over Salah, um, just based on Salah's next three sort of fixtures after um, after this one. Um, so, yeah, if it's, if it's right now, I'd probably say Bruno. But if you can avoid... Uh, if you can find another way without taking out Bruno or Salah, I would. But yeah, if I had to pick between the two, it would probably be Bruno. Yeah, absolutely. And that does wrap up the uh, the hot topic section. And so does the podcast. The very first team selection, it was the, the Guru's team selection for game week three. We thank you all for your questions and for coming along. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so, so you never miss an upload. We will be back tomorrow night, not the same time. We'll be live around nine o'clock Australian time and 12 o'clock midday uh, English time for our watch along for Man City against Arsenal, where we're going to see if Odegaard is going to be back on form for Arsenal. And we'll see if Grealish can do it for the Guru's team. And even if Gundogan can do it and, you know, he might eventually take that trade, but Statman Dave is so kindly offering him, but um, we'll finish off. We've just got one, one last question that we will get into where he says he's got a couple of premiums realistically, and he has the, the, of captioning, he wants to captain someone that no one picked this week, basically. And he's thinking Wilson, massive fan of Callum Wilson myself. Guru, just really quickly, Callum Wilson this week, someone like that, yes or no? Yeah, his record, his record against Saints is brilliant as well. I think we, um, myself and FPL Commander in the Discord spoke about this. Um, and, you know, Wilson's, uh, you'd know more than me with his record, Elliot, with for the tune against uh, Saints. Well, even at Bournemouth, Local rivals, Bournemouth and Southampton. Loved it. He loved that fixture. Loved it. So, again, this is the this is the game week you can go differential with a captain. Um, and yeah, Wilson's another great shout. Um, obviously, Newcastle, you know, pretty miserable form, but um, Wilson has Wilson has scored this season. And um, yeah, Saints is the team he loves to score against, as he does. You know, West Ham in the first game loves to score against them. He did. Saints is another one. So yeah, why not, Captain Callum Wilson?
You might have just persuaded me to uh, shift my attention over to Callum Wilson for a captaincy there, but um, we will wrap up there. If you've got any more unanswered questions that you want to get in before the deadline or any time this season, make sure you join our community Discord and uh, may all your FPL dreams come true in game week three. Wish you the best of luck for this game week. Thank you all again for joining us. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. 